This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it's welcome to our great friend, Kerry Dixon. Uh, it's a bit too late for Happy Christmas now, Kerry, so I'm going to say a happy, an early Happy New Year to you. Yeah, I don't mind that, Dave. Happy New Year to, <laughs> obviously, yourself and uh, and everyone who listens to the show, of course. Exactly. Well, it's, uh, it's ending up being a, a very uh, happy end. Uh, to this year for uh, for all Chelsea supporters because uh, I was lucky enough to be there on Boxing Day. Saw a superb performance uh, against a, a Bournemouth team, as we all predicted, you know, came to play football. Um, but we, we went home 3-0 winners and very happy as a result. But I think the, the, the thing that was on everybody's lips, you know, as we were getting to the ground was that he did exactly what we didn't expect him to do when we talked about it last week. And he didn't pick Batshuayi, did he? No, he didn't. Um, so it said a few tongues wagging, and oh, not most importantly, because most importantly, it's about the result and about uh, the performance and who he played and so on. But, um, but I have to say, I agree with you. It was excellent. Um, the team played very well against a very good footballing side, as we expect. Anyhow, does things right. Um, people might say, well, he doesn't do things right because they got three 0 But he tries to play football the proper way. He doesn't do his part of the bus stuff and try to be a great strategist. He sets the team out. You know, the team will be as good as it will be. I don't believe that professionals can all of a sudden start chopping and changing their game each week. Um, I think if you're in a good run of form, you have to play and just keep playing and hopefully that run of form will continue and uh, they'll get the results. I have a feeling they'll stay up. I don't think that Bournemouth will struggle this year. You know, it's all very well saying, um, you know, is it a big 3 they'll play a certain way, but, you know, they've got to get the points, obviously, but, Nevertheless, I think they'll stay up. That's just my point of view. Going back to Conti, he got it right. Um, football's a results business. I, I tend to repeat myself here, um, but it is. And everyone would have been saying, hang on, we bought a striker for millions of pounds. I don't quite know how what the amount was, but 
um, somewhere in 20, 30 million um, in the summer. Um, hardly got a game because of the form of Diego Costa. Here's the opportunity to give him a game, give him some confidence, let us know and the supporters know that this guy could, in the event of Costa being injured for a, or absent for a, a longer period than perhaps what he is now, he could come in and top. It didn't happen. But it also means that he's got plan B and he can do throw Hazard, William, move it around. The problem he'll have is now his, his man management style keeping Matsuai happy. Um, because if you're a 30, 20, 30 million pound striker sitting on the bench and giving your opportunity and you don't get it, it gets taken away from you. I mean, most people, and certainly in my day, would go knocking on the manager's door, you know, what's it all about and where do I figure and, and all the rest of it. January transfer window coming up. Um, who knows? Chelsea need backup. I. I it wouldn't work for me being backup striker the time to get a game. Um, you know, I'd definitely be knocking on the manager's door. It's not, it's not the situation. Or he could sit it out the season and hopefully end up a championship winner. But a bit part winner. You know, everyone needs to be part of the squad. And I'm not going to say he's, or he's got a competition for places and everyone should get their, their part. But from a, your own personal point of view, you want to play games. And, you know, if you're not even playing a second choice and he's moving the team around and keeping you out, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick in the teeth, I would think, for him. But well, nevertheless, for Chelsea, for Chelsea, it, it, it's great. It means that he can shuffle the pack. He can bring different people in. He has got options, and uh, we can be without arguably our best player this year, and we can still win games. Mm, whether it no. will happen, City away, United away. Arsenal, Tottenham, etc. remains to be seen. But uh, we can certainly do it at home at Bournemouth. That's a starting point. Well, I, I, th- I think that's a really, a really valid point, mate. And I, th- I think the thing that, uh, I mean, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we could all sit there slightly surprised that he hadn't picked Batshuayi. Um, I mean, we, as I said, we were saying on the show last week, we thought he was an absolute shoe in to start. But it worked and, and we got three points and we, we played very, very well. But, I mean, I do wonder about that impact on, on Batshuayi. I mean, he's quite a young kid, I know, so he is learning the game. Um, but, I mean, surely he would have expected to play. So I, I just wonder how Conte is going to deal with that situation going forward. Particularly if you remember that, you know, given that Costa's... Uh, going to be the first starter as we would hope and expect anyway but there's very little other opportunities for Batshuayi to get a start I mean okay we've got the FA Cup coming up soon but there's you know no League Cup and and no European football so you know if we don't have a run in the cup then this kid's not going to get a game at all I I, I don't know why but I I feel a bit concerned by that I mean what, what do you think? What do I think? Conte is the manager. He's got to get it right. He gets it right on the day. It's about results. He picks the team. Whoever plays, goes in and plays well, do, does whatever they're asked. I have a feeling Pedro or William will play anywhere if they're asked to play in a Moses position. You know, anyone coming into the side, I've said, you know, he's created a situation where competition for places is hot. Everyone wants to be in the side. Everyone wants to play. And when you have a situation like that, I, I, Keep reverting back to Leicester. You know, when it, I, at times in teams that I've played, when you're when you're in a good side and everyone knows it's a good side, wait to get your opportunity to prove that you want to be part of it and play more regular. And um, what do I make of it? He's going to have to take it on the chin. Um, I don't expect an outburst. That I might get one, or you might get one, or we might get one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me either way. In days of 
the wages that they're, being, they're, they're earning and Chelsea players can't necessarily be farmed out left, right and centre. We still need backup uh, to be part of this championship challenge, which we're having. Um, I think he's got to take it on the chin at the moment and just keep mm. training, keep his head down. Um, it's a sorry situation for him at the moment and he will be feeling licking his wounds a little bit over Christmas. But, you know, the rest of the squad will pick him up. They'll put their arm around him and say, come on, you'll get your chance. Oh, you're good enough. You're a good player. And, you know, players who've been in the squad have been around and it's happened to him. Look at Fabregas this year. Yeah. Been left, out for, been left out for a lot of, the, lot of the season. Come in, done well, got left out again. Back in, done well again. Now, I feel, and I think, you know, I'm not double-guessing content. What the, it's what he feels, what really matters. Um, I think Fabregas is one of the ones on his mind week in, week out, when he picks two out of three in the defensive midfield positions. I think, well, I think actually it's a really good, uh, it's a good analogy talking about Fabregas, because I think actually, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm a bit surprised, but his attitude has been absolutely top class, I think, uh, you know, it being that he's been left out a lot. And I, I think if you compare... I mean, you could you could make this argument that Fabregas has been exceptional in, in the way that he's behaved, whereas Oscar, who got left out of the team, took one look at it and thought, well, I'm not going to get back in here and, and, and voted with his feet. I mean, I, I don't blame him for doing that either, really. But uh, I think, you know, hopefully Batshuayi will, will, will take his cue from, from Fabregas. Anyway, w- w- whether he played or not, as I said, we, we were fantastic on, on uh, boxing, though. I have to say that I thought some of the football we played was brilliant and... and it's not. I mean, I like to see a team start with a striker, mate. I mean, I'm old school, a bit like you. But the way that Hazard, Pedro, and William all played together and interchanged, it, it was just. I mean, really, mate. I, it was really impressive football. I thought. But the, the question I really want to ask out of that first is, what on earth has happened to Pedro? I mean, last year, I really thought, you know, obviously a good player, but I just didn't think he could cut it in the Premier League because I just didn't think he he had the physical strength to cope. But I mean, this season. He's been a revelation. He was like winning the ball up the park. He was getting stuck in. And that's without even looking about the fantastic goal he scored and the, and the amazing flick he did over somebody's head. I mean, what on earth has happened to this guy? Yeah, uh, I mean, it happens. I mean, confidence goes for people. Um, lots of people you also feel second year round in the Premier League after making uh, the change need to adapt, understand what it's all about, a bit, bit more physical, the need to work, the need to get up and down, the need to challenge for everything, going away to hostile grounds and crowds. Um, you know, the change from where he's been, you know, you know pretty much in a comfort zone. I'm not saying he's not less hostile over there or, or even more so, but the Premier League is different. Every game, anywhere in it, you know, away to Sunderland, you're going you're gonna to come up against problems and, uh, you know, it's no easy games. And, you know, it, cliches are made for a reason and they, they crop up time and time again and the reason they do is because they're facts invariably um, you know no easy game but Pedro found that out last year decided he's going to dig in and challenge for a position make the change which he's done and you know he's he reaping some success um, with his goals and you know he's in and out I think he's one of them on the fringes you know he's either slightly in he's not a first choice but could be Um it's all on his form. He's got to be playing to the top of his game. I like you, you know, don't ever feel that, you know, it's, it's a bit of a knock really, but he's going to be a main star. You know, people look at the Moses and he's not going to be a star, but they can be an unsung hero and play week in, week out if their standards are, are maintained. You look at James Milner at Liverpool, you know, is he a star? Perhaps not, but he's in the team every week. 
and they can be this type of player. They're not going to be a hazard or a coster, you know. You know, and forgive me, or if, if I come across wrong, but you know, people look at the stars, and everyone look at Chelsea. It used to be JT, Frank, Didier Drogba. Um, now perhaps it's, it's Costa Hazard. Just as I see it, uh, there are plenty of other stars, of course, and the other the other people you couldn't test the positions. He's got a big problem, Pedro, with William. You know, they're both great players. They've both come in and done well. And, you know, it's competition for places. What's happened to Pedro? I think he's made the transition. Well, I mean, he's looking like the, the, the player that, that was clearly a very good player at Barcelona. And I, I think, actually, you, you, you really hit the nail on the head there, Kerry, because, uh, you know, if there is one fundamental difference, uh, you know, between this season and how we're playing and last season, is that there is genuinely competition for places. It's red hot at the moment. And I, I think there were a lot of, you know, there's a real big feeling towards the end of Mourinho's reign that, you know, he was going to pick the same players whether they were in form or not. And I think you get the impression now is that you have to turn up, put it in, perform really, really well. Otherwise, there'll be somebody there to take your place. And I think that's made a huge difference. Just, just, sorry, Dave, just on the back of that, I also think that people didn't really bother whether they played or not. And that's when you yeah. know you've lost the dressing room. Yeah. You know, people couldn't really care less. They didn't want to get in the sign. They weren't desperate or itching to get in. I hope I play looking on the team sheet. They couldn't care less. Uh, that was the attitude that was coming through to, to me anyway. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely you know, spot on. Players will come in. If they're on the team sheet, they'll go out and play and do whatever. And if we lost, win, lose, or draw, they weren't really that bothered. Um, that's really what I think. Um, no, I, well, we, we, I tell you what, mate. I mean, that's you know, the the, well, that's why the position, well, that's where we ended up. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't there. Something was missing, and that was it for me. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, watching, you know, pretty much every game last season, uh, certainly at home, uh, that was definitely the impression you got. You, I mean, you know, we, the thing is about supporters, we might not have our coaching badges, but we we know what's what, and we know when a player's putting it in, and we know when they're not. And I think you're right, there are too many that weren't. Uh, one, of whom, one of whom, really, you could argue, of course, was Hazard. But, uh, again, he's absolutely and utterly uh, transformed uh, this season back to the player that we always knew he could be. And I just think, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week uh, on the beloved social media, just in terms of just how good Hazard A is already and how good he could be. A lot of people were making comparisons, I think, with uh, Gianfranco Zola, particularly on a, on a kind of a skill level. And, uh, you know, maybe Hazard could become uh, one of Chelsea's all-time great skillful players. I'm not saying the greatest Chelsea player ever, but certainly in terms of the skill uh, that 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 uh, you know that he shows every week. I, I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I, I understand totally where anyone who says that comparison. I, I, I'll throw in a pat there as well, and perhaps Charlie Cook before that. You know, in terms of skill, and you know, you look at them on the ball and what they do, and they make things happen. They beat players, all that type of players. Yeah, they've all got the um, possibility to go on and be greats. And you know, I have to say the three names that I mentioned. You know, I could say the greats. Um, Zola, Nevin, Charlie Cook. And, you know, Hazard certainly, I think he's got to put a bit more in, not in terms of work, but, you know, in terms of years, in terms of desire, in terms of endearing himself a little bit more to Chelsea and becoming part of us uh, before he becomes that. But in terms of skill that he's got, yeah, without doubt, he's got the potential to go on and be one of the greats. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I certainly if he carries on playing like this, without a doubt. I mean, it's always a good. I think it's all. I, I don't know whether you ever do this when you're watching a game, Kerry, but I do. It's those involuntary gasps when a player like Hazard just does something that you think, God, nobody else can do that. 
and and the number of times I just went cool you know it's quite astonishing it's just wonderful to see I mean I'm absolutely loving it at the moment away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, anyway, mo- moving on. Uh, 12 wins on the trot. Uh, we're now three shy of, well, Arsenal's record is 14, but it would be lovely to, to, to go past that if we can. But I think the most important thing, really, and I think you know Conte was bearing this out in the presses afterwards, of course, but you know we're six points clear. Um, and, you know, the table doesn't lie. And I think it's pretty clear right now we've got the best team in the league. But here's another question that's been kicking around this week. Um, do we have the best squad? What do you think about that? Well, it comes back to the old argument before. I mean, what do you want in your squad? How many youngsters do you want in your squad? How many internationals do you want sitting on the bench not getting your game week in, week out? How do you keep that squad happy? Have we got mm. the best squad? Hasn't really been tested, has it? Uh, but I'm not against that. Uh, I'm not against it being tested. I don't believe in change for change in the rotation system. I don't believe in tired players because they play two games a week. I'm, I don't buy into that. I've said before, I think that players who are playing and they, and they play week, they can't wait for the next game. They're not bothered about training. They do a night session and they, they can't wait for the next game. And they're not tired. Their players fit. They, uh, they're, they're, they're prime, if you like, at the, the age they're at. No, they, they don't get tired, and you know, and I don't buy into it. I think that's an excuse, as in, we know he's played a lot of games recently. You know, experience kicks in, and now I'm leaving him out. He's played a lot of games, so it's just a little chance for someone else, and all that. It's another rubbish. I always believe if you're doing well enough, you stay in. Have, have we got the best squad? I don't know, um, but I, what I do know is you can only play eleven with three steps, and you know you could have have many on the bench. Um, We've got a very good 13, and it's 11 from 13 that can play week in, week out, and have proved so far that if they match the second half of the season, 
with what they've done in the first half. It'll be one name on the Premier League title come May. Yeah, and it will be right. Chelsea. I think that's. I think actually that that's the the, the main point, isn't it? it you know, it, it, essentially it's irrelevant. You know, who's got the best squad? It's the it's the you know the eleven that play on the pitch, and actually do the business. But I, I think what you're saying really is that we've got thirteen or fourteen who are apt. You know, who who really are uh, the, the the chosen ones in terms of what Conte thinks. And I think actually there therein lies an issue that you know, providing we can keep the likes of uh, Courtois, Louise. Or in the spine of the team, really, you know, Courtois, Louise, Kante, Hazard, Costa fit, then uh, then all bodes well. I think on that point, because of course, you know, the January transfer window is, you know, going to be opening in a few days' time. Um, you know, would you would you strengthen the side at all in January, and, and if so, what what positions would you look to strengthen? Well, talk about strengthening the side. I mean, you could you could pick players from all over the place and say they could get in our side, which comes back mm. to the. You know, the Harry Redknapp quote, which, you know, many people are taking a pop at him at the moment, about Tottenham's <laughs> players and Chelsea's players and, yeah. you know, not many players from Chelsea's team would get in the Tottenham side and stuff like that. But what you're saying is players individually might appear better. Players within a team structure doing what the manager wants and making it happen, um, very hard to find whether you could get a better player to come in and actually do what Chelsea are doing at the moment, which is getting the best out of Perhaps lesser players, it might be said. Um, you know, I'm not going to start picking players from other. Is Mane better than Moses? Is is this one better than whoever? You know, we could go around all play, all the teams in different. Is Harry Kane better? Costa? There'll be arguments left, right, and centre. Um, would I strengthen? The Batshuayi situation hasn't been resolved. Is he good enough? Is he good enough? Um, plan B, we've seen, and that is good enough against certain opposition. I don't know. Uh, you know, you look at the, the centre-back, you, the, certainly midfield, I think the two from three holding, you know, has uh, the Fabregas as a, an alternative to the two more defensive players or or a first choice, if depending, as you said before, horses for courses, that's a choice. Wide players, we've got Pedro in, you know, we've you, got four that could play there. Um, we only can, can only play two. Cost is automatic, of course, as is, is automatic. Um, with our strength I think you've got the likes of Talabar to come in they've got to hit the ground running they very good enough when they get the opportunity I, I, I really do feel that come the FA Cup game I, I, I think some of these players need to be given a game just yeah. so that he knows in his own head I think you've got to play Batshuayi I think you've got to play Talabar I'm not saying we're looking to get out of the cup because if these players are going to, ask, to be asked to come in and play um, in this side then they've got to be good enough and FA Cup Goodness me, oh, no, that's the sort of side they're going to be playing against week in, week out um, if they drop that far down. So, yes, they've got to be enough. And I think it's a good opportunity. Mm. I'm going to say no. I'd say leave it alone, transfer yeah. market. Um, yeah. Unless someone unless someone takes one of ours and we need replacements, I'll, I'll say no. Let's, uh, I'm a big believer if it's not broke, don't fix it. And we're certainly not broke at the moment. No, I, 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 you know what? I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, I think I, I think the January transfer does, you know, particularly tricky. I mean, it, it, it's not a lot of people make the generalisation that, you know, you never sign anybody decent in January. But I mean, we've proved that that's not true. We got Louise in January, for example. But 
you know, what I would say is that if you're going to buy somebody in January, they have to be better than what you've got already. And I and I genuinely think that that rarely happens, that you do get somebody who's generally better than what you've got already, particularly in Chelsea's case, when we've got some very good players. And I think the other thing is, it would be nice to see the likes of Chalabar, uh, particularly, you know, uh, getting his opportunity because I think whenever he's played for us this season, you know, he, he he's not looked out of place. And again, I think with young players, uh, for me, that's the thing. You know, if, if, if they, they don't have to set the world on fire, but they've got to look like they belong, and they're not they're not dwarfed yep. by playing at that level. Um, you know, and there have been players recently that have played for Chelsea. I mean, Loftus Cheek, I think, has looked out of his depth, to be honest. But Chaloba, I don't think you can say that about. So, you know, I'm inclined to agree with you, mate. Keep it as is. And then we, we look again in the summer when hopefully we'll either have won the title or we'll be in the Champions League. And we're going to need more depth, I think, and, more. and more quality as well, won't we? So, yeah, interesting stuff. I, yeah, I'm agreeing on that. Um, if we won the league, Champions League, different type, yeah. we might need a little bit more. So, yeah. but at the moment, not for me. Yeah, all right, good stuff. Now, we've got Stoke uh, coming up uh, on New Year's Eve on Saturday, uh, which is um, another interesting fixture, one I think that you and I would both expect Chelsea to, to win, much as we thought with uh, Bournemouth um, the other week. But the uh, interesting thing about Stoke is they're not really the rugby team that they, they used to be accused of being, and they've got some decent players in uh, Shakiri and, and Arnautovic, uh, to name but two. I mean, I thought it was really interesting the other day. They looked like they're just completely... I mean, he he picked a pretty weakened team, I thought, did Mark Hughes, and they pretty much laid down and surrendered against Liverpool, I thought. So I'm confused. I'm just kind of wondering how much of a threat they may or may not be. I think any team that uh, Mark Hughes puts out uh, will be a threat. They have got good players, as you said. Um, we've got good players playing well. We're at home. I think we'll win. Um I don't think Sparky's a time either to park the bus. He wouldn't be playing the likes of Shakira and, and, and so on, parking the bus. But they've got some rugged defenders. You know, we've had some battles, you know, certainly at their place. And, you know, they've upset us a couple of times. Yeah. Um, it won't be easy. I personally would be glad to welcome an old friend, Eddie Mizveski, back, a very good friend of mine. Of course, um, yeah. Played in the same team. Um, he's been with Sparky for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, it'd be great to see him. And uh, obviously, I don't wish him well. I wish him personally <laughs> all the best. And Mark. But uh, on the day, I don't wish them well. But uh, nevertheless, Happy New Year to Stoke. And, uh, you know, I hope both of them uh, go well. And, uh, you know, as I say, Eddie's a very good friend. So um, I've got to say, I can't see anything other than a victory for us. You look, I looked at the Liverpool game as well, thinking we've got them and the commentators are saying it doesn't get any easier. They've got to go to Chelsea. And that's exactly as I see it. It's not going to get any easier for them. I think... Uh, we're a form side. We're at home, and I think we'll win. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, talking of Eddie, uh, I mean, he was—I mean, I'm sure you know anyway—but he was so well loved uh, at Chelsea back back at you know at that time. And there's many of us that feel that had he not got injured, we may may well have—I mean, seriously, we may well have challenged for the title that year. You know, I think he was that. I important think to the he side. was one of the. Yeah, I was playing, uh, you know, with him and, and yeah. watching him work, and you know, playing against the likes of Neville Southall and alongside Peter Shields of England at the time, and you know, some of the, the great keepers. And Eddie was right up there. I think uh, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've, I've, I've ever seen, and I, I certainly put him in the top five wow. um, in terms of what he was for a couple of years. He produced a performance at Fulham uh, home one time, unbelievable performance. Um, it was away actually. We won one nil. Um, but the, his performance, I think he saved the penalty, he saved about three or four point blank shots and made wondrous, uh, it was a wonderful performance. Um, 
you know, he did that many a time. Eddie was a, a great keeper, and he didn't quite get the credit he deserved in it in the spot we played him because uh, he was an integral part of it for sure. Mm, no, definitely. And of course, you know, Mark Hughes, Sparky was—I uh, I thought he was a great player for Chelsea in his time as well. I'm absolutely my kind of player. I used to love him. And that, that goal he scored in that semi-final against Vicenza will uh, never be forgotten. And, of course, he's a Chelsea <laughs> fan as well, mate, isn't he? Well, um, you know, people are so, tend to associate Mark with uh, United, obviously, with mm. the links and, and, and where he played, and he was a wonderful player for them. But, listen, his time at Chelsea, I think it was three years he was there, but yeah. it was a wonderful time for him yeah. personally. I mean, he, he came and, and fitted in really well. It was like the transition was never made, you know. Not every player from the likes of United would be welcome, but he just fitted straight in, did exactly the same, got his head down, and was the Mark Hughes, tough centre-forward, hard to play against, and, and got some great goals for us. Mm. And Chelsea fans loved him, and, uh, and why not? He, he was a, he's just a good player. Um, he was the best at holding the ball up yeah. at the time, uh, bar none um, and, and he did great for us mm, no, he's a super player now the other interesting fact about Mark Hughes as a manager is he's never beaten Chelsea at Stamford Bridge so that bodes well hopefully so on that basis Kerry it's time for our prediction what are you going to go for well on that basis he's never beaten it's not going to change I, I, it's just a case of whether it goes to nil or to one um, Stoke will be dangerous at set plays. Um, they've got some special. Uh, I'm three one. I think we're two goals better than them. Mm. No, I think that's a fair point. I mean, you know, we 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 said there'd be lots of goals last week, or I did. I got it wrong that we, you know, because we didn't concede any, thankfully. And I mean, right now, um, we we don't look like it. I mean, the defence is playing superbly. And when they fail, Courtois pulling off absolutely superb saves. I mean, he he's beginning to look like the goalie that that you know we thought we'd we'd got. I think he's really coming into form as well. So, um, I think that said, mate, I'm going to go for a two nil uh, this week. So there you go. I'm 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 in, I'm in agreement. So hopefully uh, we will pull that off. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to that on Saturday. Now, um, before we go though, I've got. Uh, you know, I'd like to talk to you about something something else which involves you, which is a, a fantastic film. Uh, that's it's Chris Barnett, isn't it? Chris Barnett, yeah. Chris Barnett, yeah. He's uh, he's made a documentary about you, hasn't he? Well, he has. He's a Chelsea fan, season ticket holder. Um, come come up to me with this idea. He's a filmmaker. He's made some films about one about Franco, and he's made some great documentaries involving the racing world and so on. And he come up with this idea. Um, that he's, he would like to make a film regarding my life and just told me it's pretty much uh, talk. He talked to other players. He's talked to, I've met him on about three or four occasions in different locations and he's had a film crew with him, followed me around in certain areas and got my views on few situations and, and looking back and looking forward and so on. And uh, he's going to put it together. He'll let me see it and he's going to release it. And uh, it, it, he said, by the sounds of it, he said it's, it'll be a very good documentary type film um, I take his word for that it's an honest as it, as it always will be with me you know um, you'll obviously have to get it looked at first but it will be um, a documentary about my life and my ups and downs and where I've been and where I haven't been and you know it's, it's another insight into what is already a well documented life at the moment Excellent well it's good to get your name out there again and I think there's nothing like a a good old documentary to do that. There was a really good one, actually. I mean, for, for Chelsea fans who uh, who keep an eye out on this stuff, they, there was a great one uh, on, on Paul Canneville about two years ago, 
with a little kind of half an hour doc, I think, may have been an hour, I can't remember, but uh, they got that shown on uh, on Sky, and that was that was a cracking cracking doc actually about Paul, who uh, you know as as we know has had a very interesting life, uh, but is is well remembered from his Chelsea days. Um, but I think um, from from what I recall from the chat I had with Chris, there's uh, he's kind of there's an exclusive film premiere. Uh, of of said documentary, which will be on Friday the third of March at six p.m. and it looks very swanky, Kerry. It's going to be at the Sanctum, yeah, yeah Sanctum Soho, at the Sanctum Soho Hotel. If I get my teeth in, with a three course <laughs> dinner and lots of other. Uh, I, well, it says other footy legends. Are you allowed to tell me who the other footy legends are? Um, not quite at the moment. Uh, there okay. are one or two said they'll come along. Obviously, availability um, is not something which everyone can determine at the time but yeah without doubt there'll be a few people a few old teammates a few uh, more current players and a few players from other clubs and with various uh, insights into um, my time when, when it's shown um, well I don't yeah. really know the whole the whole setup as to what they've got planned for the evening I mean he's done the um, Chris has done it with Harry Harris who is the author of my book and you know together they're helping to do the launch and, and They've set up the hotel and so on. Well, it looks like a cracker. I mean, for those that are listening, I will I will tweet this out and uh, I think I'll put a link on the on the bit of stuff that I put on the website when I put the show out, so that you can all go and have a look. But uh, uh, it's it looks like a cracker. Um, I mean, the tickets are not cheap. It's 150 quid per person, or you can get a table for 10 for 1300. But judging by what Chris is putting in the flyer, it looks like it might be one hell of an evening. Let alone the fact that you get to have the exclusive preview of the Kerry Dixon documentary. So uh, there we go. Just so you've got the URL, it's midnightproductions.co.uk forward slash footy legends 100. That's footy, F-O-O-T-I-E, legends 100. So have a look there. As I said, I will put links up and that kind of stuff. But Kerry, I can't, I can't wait for that. It looks like a cracker, mate, particularly seeing the documentary as well. Well, I haven't seen it myself, so let's just hope that's correct. <laughs> and uh, let's just hope it goes well. Let's hope, let's hope Chris gets it edited in time for the uh, 3rd of March, then, in that case. Uh, anyway, um, right, that's about all uh, All from me and Kerry this week. Uh, we will uh, we will join you again next week, and we'll be previewing another game, which, of course, will be the, the Cup match, won't it, Kerry? I'm looking forward to the bit, the bit of old FA Cup uh, action in a couple of weeks' time. But until then, Kerry, as always, thanks so much, and I'll speak to you next week. Enjoy the game on Saturday, mate. Certainly will, and Happy New Year to everyone. Lovely stuff. You too, mate. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.